I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Back in the late 1950s, early 60s, I worked on the Cramphorn Cornard Rose Nursery. Today, that nursery is now owned by Perrywood Garden Centres in Tiptree, Essex, and they've just won five awards at the National Garden Centre Association Conference. I'll be speaking to one of the family that owns Perrywoods, Hannah Powell, later in the show. My thanks to Western Horticulture, sponsors of this podcast, and, of course, to my producer, Charlie Jones. Sub-zero temperatures were not much fun for gardeners last week, but seeing the soil frozen hard with uh, 24 hours absolutely solid is a pretty good thing, really. It means that the stone fruits will have... uh, been what we call vernalized that helps them to set flower bud and of course without flowers you don't get fruits looking at my uh, apricots cherries and plums i can see there's a good lot of flower bud on those so with the cooler weather delaying the uh, opening of flowers we should be in with a, a reasonable chance of some good fruits but our minus 7 to minus 10 centigrade was nothing compared to the States. And next week, uh, uh, I hope to speak to Chris Bates in Chicago, where the temperatures have been, uh, well, down to minus 40, I think he said. Goodness, I wouldn't want to live with that. Uh, and we'll be speaking to him about the new Impatiens Beacon. That's the latest downy mildew-resistant Busy Lizzie, which will be uh, on sale in limited numbers uh, here in the UK next summer. And if you are growing Busy Lizzies outside where they'll be uh, affected by particularly humid weather, damp, coolish sort of conditions, downy mildew can really be a problem. And so uh, Beacon and a sister variety, Amara, could well be the answer to control that disease in gardens. Last week I referred to the IPM exhibition in Essen, and I've now had a week to uh, try and get my thoughts in line uh, and uh, appraise page after page of notes that was taken uh, from what I saw and from the people I spoke to, uh, and also starting to sort out some of the photographs we took. I mentioned last week about the strawberry Delissimo, but from the same breeder, ABZ, they have a new rich crimson-flowered strawberry called Summer Breeze. That'll be uh, on garden centres on sale uh, later this year. I mean, it's a very pretty flower, and so we now have a very good edible ornamental. The breeder there tells me that uh, he's also got in the production line, 
a fully double strawberry flower, which the bloom just looks like a rose. So I can't wait to see that. But there were scores and scores of new plants. Two different coloured camellias called winter perfume. They were, you know, very nicely scented. And then another camellia japonica called pink and pearl. It looked like a peony. A fully double flower with a pink and white coloured petals. I mean, there are scores of different kinds of petunias, but I particularly liked Sweetunia. That was in very rich bicolours, a sort of deep, what I call it, crimson red with an even darker vein. And then in the royal purples, there's some really lovely colours in that. And then anemones. I, I love anemones at this time of year. Great cut flower to have indoors. And from France, there's a, a huge flowered anemone on a really thick stem. I suppose not surprisingly from France, called Anemone Mistral. I must try and get some seed and have a go at that. Uh, it's a good thing if you sow it quite early in the season, talking April, May time, get uh, seedlings quite nicely established, they'll flower pretty well through the winter. You do need um, just a little bit of frost protection. They'll take several degrees of frost, but if we have a really tough winter then uh, it'll need some uh, heat in the protection. Certainly those large flowered anemones. And then box. You know, here there's uh, a lot of box being stripped out because of uh, the fungus, box blight, and the box caterpillar. And at the IPM, there were two approaches. It looks as if they've got um, a natural bacterial control for the caterpillar. It's not cleared for Britain yet, um, but uh, with luck, it will come here. Uh, and also, in October, they're going to uh, launch four new kinds of box, all of them resistant to the blight. You know, So there's one which will uh, replace the very small box that we use for box edging. Uh, there's a very tall one. Uh, there's one of medium size, which will be ideal for trimming into box balls. And another one uh, that you could actually grow for cut foliage. There's a, a, an Ipomoea with dark foliage. That's an absolutely beautiful thing. It's called Sun Puma Purple. And, and if you put that with uh, another new plant, Zero Chrysanthemum Bracteum Granvia Gold, that, that's a straw flower has really rich yellow flowers, flowers for months and months and months. But to put behind it this climbing black-leaved Ipomoea, uh, that will make a pretty stunning show right through the summer. Uh, and it will be available in the next uh, few months. I would recommend that you start to sow indoors one of the very early and quick-growing cabbage, lettuce, a few peas in pots if you haven't done it already, and, and broad beans. Now, this is a very tricky time. When you're growing those hardy vegetables and raising them indoors to get a flying start, as soon as the seeds start to show, they must go close to the glass to get maximum light and not too much heat. Really, if you've got a coolish bedroom facing south, that will be absolutely perfect, the windowsill there. 
uh, you need to remember too that if they do start to stretch a little bit, you need to employ what we call diff. As seedlings grow, if the temperature drops at daybreak or at the beginning of the day, it has the effect of making them more sturdy, shorter. It's the reason the Victorians used to get air on their cold frames first thing in the morning. I don't think they understood the scientific reasons for it, but it certainly worked then and it worked now. Uh, And I find myself in the spring carrying trays of seedlings out from the kitchen windowsill, standing them outside all day and then bringing them indoors overnight. And the bit of warmth indoors, of course, gives them protection and keeps them growing. And then going out, they get the daylight and they get that difference in temperature, which helps to keep them nice and short. So if you try that with a a quick-growing cabbage and lettuce, it should be fine. With the tender things, the aubergines and peppers we recommended you'd sowed some weeks ago, those, of course, must be kept warm. They'll need a temperature of about 70 uh, 20 degrees centigrade if they're going to keep growing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Our guest this week is Hannah Powell from Perrywood Garden Centre at Tiptree in Essex. Actually, I think that... uh, There may be some corks popping in that part of the woods because uh, they did pretty well at the Garden Centre Association conference just uh, a week or so ago. Uh, Is that the case, Hannah? Are you uh, all excited there and celebrating or do you just take it in your stride? (laughs) Well, you've always got to move on to the next thing. But no, the team is absolutely ecstatic. Um, They were were delighted. Um, It means a lot to them. You know, they work hard all year so to get recognition um from the industry from your from your peers if you like is is really important we need to explain don't we that there's about 200 garden centers that are members of the garden center association you're all inspected by four independent inspectors who give points uh, on sort of quality standards yep and, and the one that I'm interested in particularly is the Ruxley Rose Award, which is for plants. That's right. And that's the one you've caught, isn't it? That's one of the ones we won, absolutely. Yeah, we're delighted with that one. We came, I think, second last year. Um, and because our heritage um, is in growing plants um, and our family that, that runs Prairie is, is potty about plants, I suppose you would say, um, that that's the one we wanted to win, I think, secretly. So, um, yeah, we're absolutely delighted. And as I say, the, the team... 
at Perry Woods um, is really, really pleased as well. It kind of validates all the hard work they've put in. Yes, people don't quite understand perhaps that when we have um, really rough, windy weather and uh, heavy rain, if you're out looking after the plants outside, Absolutely. it's a pretty frustrating miserable job isn't it yep so on some some you know when you get the heat wave like we did last year they're out there watering every day Um, when you get the winds they're out there picking up all the trees that have fallen over and of course you know everything in between so we don't make them go out in all weathers we're not that mean (laughs) (laughs) they can come into the greenhouses when it's you know severe severe weather um but they are they are outdoors a lot, that's right, for good or bad. And you do share this award, don't you? There are sort of two Ruxley Rose Awards. There's one for a garden centre and one for a destination garden centre. That's Can... right. So they split us into two categories according to size. So the, the garden centre category is for those with a £4 million um, pound turnover or less. Um, and then the destination garden centres are the, are the larger garden centres with a turnover of more than £4 million. Pounds. And so, you know, we can fairly say that Perrywood has been judged as having the best plants in the country. In the country, in absolutely. Your category. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my heartiest congratulations to you. I just know what it takes to get that award. But can we go back a bit? Yeah. I mean, how did the business start? Sure. So back in the 1950s, my um, granddad, Len, born, he was a cowman at a local, on, for a local estate, um, the Braxter Park estate. And he then bought a four-acre piece of land with his wife, Mary. Um, and there wasn't a lot there. There was, um, they grew strawberries, they had potatoes. My dad says there was a lot of weeds. Um, they had a couple of cows, but it was a fairly small concern, um, I would say. So my, my dad and his two sisters grew up there living off the land. Um, Dad then left school, wasn't too keen on school, was Dad, Um, and he went and worked for Colchester Parks Department. So he did things there like doing their bedding plant displays, he used to do the flower arranging at the annual oyster feast that happened in Colchester every year. So I learned a lot about growing growing plants, I had greenhouses there, all their bedding plants were were, were grown there in the greenhouses. So he learned a lot and he really wanted to bring that back um, to Perrywood. Um, so he encouraged my granddad to put a greenhouse up, up and they tried greenhouse crops. So they tried lots of things over the years. They grew um, cucumbers and tomatoes you know, as, as food crops. They grew pot plants like chrysanthemums, cut flowers, um, cinerarias, things like that. Um, and gradually every year they realised that the greenhouse crops were making more money than the field crops um, supermarkets would, would, were taking over things like the strawberry market um, so that the, the plants became the thing I suppose um, and then in 1984 my mum and dad um, took over Perrywood um, from my granddad um, and then we've spent the, the next 35 years growing it into the, the business it is today so it now turns over um, just over £9 million pounds. we've got 160 staff and it's kind of known across Essex and, and further afield as well it is indeed. That's a fantastic story, isn't it? You know, it, we talk it is. About... I like to look back because it, it does make me really proud of what um, you know, mum and dad achieved and then myself and my brothers have, have come into the business in the last 10 years. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic success story for the local community as well, I think. You so... know, lots, lots of families have got um, connections through, through working for us or supplying us, etc. So. And, and you, you mentioned um, brothers, so are there three of you? There's three of us, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm the oldest. 
Um, and then I've got two, two younger brothers, Simon and Tristan. Um, so Simon and Tristan both went off and did engineering um, at university and had careers. Um, I did horticulture at university and went off and did PR and marketing in London for 10 years. And then gradually we've all migrated back to the business. So I think Simon's been back for, I think this will be his 11th year. Um, I've been back for eight or nine years and Tristan came back a couple of years ago. So yeah, kind of come, come back into the business with um, different expertise and different knowledge and yeah, help her help to grow, really. Which is fantastic. I mean, the old story is that third generation tend to waste, don't they? <laughs> Rags to riches and back again. There's, there's yeah. different ways to do it, but I think definitely the fact that there's three of us with different um, different knowledge um, and different outside ideas, you know, experience at different companies um, has really helped the business to grow over the last five years, I would, I would say. But all of that, you know, on the back of my mum and dad's hard work, um, for, for years really you know building the business up making a profit putting it back into the business year on year you know yeah. um, so I'm, I'm very grateful for that I mean we've spoken uh, today about the plants which to my mind are the foundation and fundamental and really when you go into Perrywood and you see the marvellous displays you have at the entrance leave alone when you get into plant area but that's only a fraction of it I mean you have a really big restaurant now yes we do we do but I think We've always said that the plants are at the centre of it. And actually, we redid our kind of vision and values for the business last year. Um, and we came up with some ideas as a board. But then we, we went to the staff as well, the team, and said, you know, what, what do you really value Perrywood for? Um, and plants was very much at the centre of that, as well as being um, a family business, a quality business. Um, we wanted to, in, in, you know, inspire people to get plants in their lives. And that, that is our long-term vision, is to inspire, inspire more people to get plants in their lives, whether that be inside, outside, home, office, etc. But that, that is really what we're, what we're there for, I suppose. But, I mean, my neighbour who went for the first time to have uh, one of your coffees and teas, you know, was uh, amazed by the Christmas display. I mean, <laughs> you really go to town for Christmas and gifts too, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, I mean, we're already planning that now, believe oh, it yeah. or not. So um, we're already putting the orders in for the stock. We're already coming up with the themes... The build of it starts in something like August, um, and it starts going in store in September. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is a big thing. But again, we like to think that our Christmas is not so detached from the, the, the rest of the business. So everything we do in our, in our gift shop um, should relate back to um, botanics and plants and things that a gardener would want in their home. Not, not, I'm not talking about... a seasoned gardener who knows everything about plants but just someone who likes being outside likes nature um the gift shop and the christmas all comes back to that it's, it's a rustic christmas it's a country christmas um, yeah. if you like you haven't lost sight of your roots by no, any means not. Um, but of course you you need um income during the dark and cold uh, winter days months uh, and, and that's what Christmas has done for the garden centre industry, that's hasn't it? Sort of help things year round. Exactly. So we only probably take on three or four seasonal staff in, in our production nursery. So we, we grow our periwood grain, um, periwood grown range of bedding plants on our plant production nursery, um, which are only sold at, at our two stores. And we we take on three or four people every spring to help us for that bit. But the rest of the business, we're able to. Um, hire permanent um, staff um, you know which, which is great for them it's great for us as a business and we can carry them throughout the whole year whereas 
years ago when mum and dad had a handful of staff, you know, they, they really didn't need people in the winter. It was very much um, getting ready for the spring season. And then, then you were you, you were done. And you, you, yeah. if, you, if you did well in that spring season, that, that carried you through the rest of the year. I remember a, a bedding plant nursery in the Lee Valley where they only worked for about um, three, four months. Crazy, and then and then closed down. Yeah, yeah I, I can believe it. I mean, I, I remember, you know, as, as a child, just nothing really was going on in the winter. Um, yeah. Whereas, as you say now, our car park is packed um, during Christmas, and they come into Santa's Grotto, etc. So, it's, yeah, it's enabled us to be a stronger business, I think. And you ha- you have to react and adapt over the years. I think if we said, you know, we're only a plant retailer, then it um, doesn't put you in a, such a strong position. No, it would be very difficult today. But but you mentioned centres in the plural, mm. uh, and now you have more than one, don't that's you? That's right. That's, that's the, next, uh, the next story, the next chapter, if you like. So we decided a couple of years ago that we were ready to think about buying a second site, which we, we didn't take lightly um, because, you know, we only have one, one, one site, which we've had for many years in the family. Um, so we thought a lot about it. We did a lot of planning. And then, of course, Wyvale put their stores on the market. And we were lucky enough to pick up one of them last September. So we've, we've got um, the Sudbury store, which is now known as Perrywood Sudbury. It's a 35-acre site. And I believe you have a connection to it, don't you, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I do. It has a very young nursery hand. Back in 1959-1960, I actually uh, worked on that nursery Fantastic. amazing isn't it that's brilliant and that, yeah. actually the amount of people we've come across that have got some kind of connection to it because it has run as a nursery for for a lot of years um i mean the nursery part of it is, is, is derelict at the moment um there's something like 40 abandoned polytunnels with just the metal kind of sitting there with brambles and trees growing through them but the, the growing heritage um is, is there you know which which we're really excited about well, when I went, uh, and on some occasions I cycled, it was 30 miles from Chelmsford to Cornard. Yep. Imagine that. Barley. And, uh, and, and there were three companies. There was Cramporn's Nurseries that grew roses and uh, fruit trees and a few other sort of grafted things. There was Cundy's, yep. which was a small local retail nursery. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, Let's Roses, which was a sort of big rose specialist, that worked mail order so there were three of them I didn't know about the third one that's interesting yeah uh, um, and, I mean that was in the days in the 60s and 70s when roses were very popular mm. and there were lots and lots of specialist rose nurseries yes that's right but the manager of Cramporn's uh, rose nursery was a Scot and he was called Mr Rose <laughs> uh, uh, and to give you some idea um, the fruit trees weren't named they had numbers Okay. Uh, and Mr. Rose would get the trade magazine, the Horticultural Trades Journal, you know, which uh, all nursery people would have, and mm. I mean, most of them would still take Horticulture Week. Uh, but when he'd finished reading it, he would tear it up into postage stamp size so that the staff wouldn't be able to get the information or see the jobs uh, that, that he had had. I mean, it, it, <laughs> the world has changed so much. Oh, it has. Yeah. yeah. But I'd like to think that the the common thread throughout all of this is, is passionate plant people, isn't it? You know, they were there then and they're, they're still there now, and that's what I think is great about our industry. Uh, without question. You know, so the, the plants have changed and evolved and the, the breeding over the years, you know, it, but the, the love of plants 
don't know, has, has remained in the industry, but in, in the UK as a whole, you know, amongst consumers, people still love being with plants. Um, without question. And I like to think that it's a fairly friendly trade because Obviously. we fight the weather. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if one particular company is badly hit by what can it be, a fall of snow, you know, a rough wind that takes polythene off polytunnels or the loss of a customer, they stick together a bit and help one another. No, that's uh, right. Yeah. Definitely. I can't wait to see what you do at Cornard. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. It's pretty early days. We're, at the moment, we're focused on getting it ready for the spring season. We want to make sure that people in the suburb area that are into gardening know we're there you know they they can come and find us and see what we do um and then in the longer term who knows i think the, the possibilities are endless it's a huge site 35 acres my thought for the week really is about uh, flower arranging or floral artistry now i have a lot of time for flower arranging i like flowers indoors but uh, having walked those halls at the uh, IPM at Essen and seen the floral artistry, then I'm not so sure. I'm not happy seeing uh, flowers hung upside down and uh, the roots of plants exposed. And I'm not too sure about really beautiful blooms being woven in willow wands or wrapped around twisted hazel stems. I mean, we go to great lengths to uh, grow strong-stemmed flowers. And then when I watch these floral artists, they chop all those stems off and take all the leaves away. Am I the only one that likes uh, flowers as they are, seen in all their beauty? I mean, I welcome the arrival of a single bloom staged in a simple vase so that we can watch it open indoors and of course where it's a presence uh, appreciate the fragrance so where are you are you a flower arranger or do you uh, really revel in floral artistry my thanks to westland horticulture sponsors of this podcast and thanks to you for listening enjoy your garden we'll be back next thursday Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.